Cinebuds receives support from Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey everybody, this is Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. This is Dory Zori, and I work at Radio Milwaukee. <laughs> That's right. And together, we're Cinebuds. And this week, Cinebuds, we watched a streaming movie. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, streaming, but we'll be back in the theater briefly. Ooh. Oh, we watched Saltburn. Did you know there was a college Christmas party tonight? NFI, me and you. Not fucking invited. You all right? Yeah, I've got a flat tire. Take my bike. Hey, that is so kind. Thank you. I'm sorry I don't know your name. I'm, uh, I'm Felix. Oliver. Oliver. <laughs> Oliver, I love you. I love yeah. I love you. All right, cheers, Ollie. My parents, they've got problems. What kind of? What do you mean, problems? I don't think I'll ever go home again. Well, why don't you come home with me? Come to Saltburn. Right, we watched Saltburn, which uh, we both watched online, but it, I believe at the Oriental Theater we're bringing back for one night uh, coming up uh, in February. So keep an eye out for that. I think that says something about the movie that you're bringing it back for one night to the theater. Yeah. Um, of course, in the podcast, we'll talk a little bit more about the film and what we liked and we didn't like. But what makes Milwaukee Film and the Oriental Theater decide to do something like that? Well, I believe, and I. I should I should know this because I work there, but I just heard we were bringing it back, and I think it is part of our Love Hurts series oh. for February. We're do we love the Valentine yeah. Valentine to see Saltburn. That's right, that's right. We're doing a whole series of not Valentine Valentine movies, uh, <laughs> a little edgier Valentine versions for for those of you who don't want to be super sappy, but you want to be like, ha ha ha. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> I know. And this is a perfect choice for that series, which I believe is what it's a part of. Would you call it a dark comedy? I would. A psychological thriller. That as well. And uh, a movie that I kind of thought I never wanted to see again, and I'm happy I saw it once. Yeah. But now that it's in the theater, I kind of want to go see it with a room full of strangers and just watch everyone's reactions. Yeah, I got a lot of mixed messages from people who had seen it, and I was late to the game. And I had a couple friends who were like, yeah, we saw it. And it was, they had this tone of like, meh. And then my wife saw it. And I feel like she was telling me she didn't like it. But then she really wanted to watch it again with me. Uh huh. And then after watching it with me again, she goes, I'm very glad I watched that a second time. Ooh. So it was very interesting. She had maybe a slightly better reaction the second time. Interesting. I'm very curious yeah. to know what it's going to be like watching it in a theater full of strangers. Yeah. The film, so everyone knows, uh, stars Barry Keoghan as a, like a, he's an Oxford student, he's very smart, and he sort of falls in with this very rich, very glamorous group and family and ends up spending the summer mm -hmm. with them at Saltburn, which is their huge, beautiful estate in England. Um, it's stunning backdrop for a, for a film. It is beautiful, but the fixation and the obsession that comes along with yeah. all of these people together under one roof is what takes this movie on a, a joy ride. Not suitable <laughs> for all ages by any means, but... Or any ages. Or any ages. It could be no ages should watch this. <laughs> and we're not going to give anything away, but maybe it's had the best movie ending that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, perhaps. 
Um, so we'll talk about what we think about the movie. You gotta listen to the podcast. That's how we get you. That's right. Uh, so stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, Wisconsin foodies. This is Tariq Moody of Radio Milwaukee. Join Milwaukee Magazine's food writer, Ann Christensen, and myself every Friday morning at 8 a.m. for This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast. We talk about everything from new restaurants, pop-ups, cookbooks, events, and even an occasional interview with a local chef. Head over to RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites or listen anywhere you get your podcasts. All right. We're back talking about salt burn. I think I probably was a little late to the game, too. Um, is there a reason why you waited that long to watch it? There was a while. I think it was because I kept hearing. And when I say kept hearing, it was really just a handful of people that were like, eh. But then when I looked it up, it got a really high, like on Letterboxd, had a really good mm-hmm. reviews. I love Barry Keoghan. So I was like, I should watch it. And Emerald Fennel, who directed it and wrote it, did Promising Young Woman, which I loved. Also very dark comedy, maybe less comedy than this one is. And again, calling this a comedy is just a little misleading. There's some funny stuff in it, and it's absurd, but it is dark and mostly dramatic. So this is really only her second Film, right? Yeah, I believe she's so. Done te- she's an actress. Um, she, I've been, I'm watching The Crown right now, and she plays Camilla. Oh, or wait, Camilla really? Parker Bowles. Oh, um, wow. In that, which I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. But she's also um, in a show that was just recommended to me called Call the Midwife. Oh, I've heard of that. That was on PBS, British, or a BBC, maybe. Okay. Um, but I'm, yeah, I. I guess I'm not that familiar with her, but now seeing this movie and knowing who she is as an actor, like I'm very intrigued. Yeah, and these two films make perfect sense together. They're both dark, a little bit about revenge mm-hmm. or like the darker side and like these intense, crazy things are happening. But it all has this drop of like almost fantasticalness, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's all things that could happen. Right. It's very interesting. Well, very stylish. Even within this movie, there seemed like there were dream sequences. I'm like, oh, this is just a fantasy of someone's. But then someone's, then it's not. Yeah, it's no. something that was really <laughs> happening. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. That's something, people, that's a choice. So what did you, what did you think about Drop the Bomb? I really liked it. So my friend Jess and I were talking about this and I kind of, I talked to him about it like hours after I watched it. I didn't know what to say. Um, and we both agreed we appreciate that a movie like this got made. Yeah. Because it's really, really cool. But the more I think about it, I mean, how often do you get to go see weird movies like this? Yeah, right. There was never a moment where I was bored. There was never a moment that I was confused or angry. You know, it's not all the characters are likable. I wasn't really rooting for anyone. Very few of them. But I was kind of sitting on the edge of my seat like, what the heck is going to happen next? So I think for a movie to give me that kind of reaction, that is a successful movie. Yeah. I wasn't bored or predicting anything that was happening at any given time. There's been a phase for me for the... uh, post-pandemic, pre-current, during pandemic, uh, (laughs) where I'm like, I just want to watch, I don't think I can handle intense stuff anymore. Yeah, I Or right now, I haven't seen Oppenheimer. I'm like, I don't know that I can deal with it. Uh, There's just, I'm getting away from that. I'm starting to like, let myself be upset uh, (laughs) by some movies. So this one I saw, I was like, oh, so dark. And it's going to be all about like, 
just these intense situations. I don't know, some probably get killed. Mm-hmm. And then, so I think that might be another reason I was like, maybe I'm not up for this. Yeah. I was so pleasantly surprised when I watched this. I loved, I really loved it a lot. Um, it just because one, it was very stylish, not in a showy or just for the sake of style way, but it matched the tone. Yes. Um, the setting is amazing. The actors were great. I was so surprised about how much I laughed, even though these, you know, yes. who was the funniest one in here to Wait. me? Who? Rosamund Pike. Oh, the mom? The mother. Yes. She was so good, and she delivered all these lines where she's just very upfront about how she feels about stuff, mm-hmm. but some of the stuff she's upfront about is just really shallow, and like, I just don't, I, I can't stand things that aren't beautiful, so I'm so happy. She meets him for the first time. I'm so happy you're not, <laughs> essentially saying I'm so happy you're not ugly. She goes, I know what it is. It's just uh, when I was a kid, I couldn't do it. So it's like she acts like it's just a part of her and she doesn't have to apologize for it. So she says these horrendous things that you kind of appreciate just because she seems clueless. Right. I thought she was great. and uh, But there's just some great actors in it. Um, and the most important thing for me is that that story and that character, the main character, confused me through the whole thing in a positive way. Like I was never... Even when there was like a reveal or a twist, mm-hmm. I was still never sure. Like, yeah, but is is he? Does he know what's happening? Is he in control? Is he not in control? Yes, yeah. yes. I that kept me guessing too, almost to a point where I'm like, is this character bipolar? Is this character schizophrenic? Is he a super manipulator? Is he so naive that he right. has no idea what's going on and he's just doing what he thinks is expected? Right. That is cool character development to yeah. me. Because for most of the film, I thought he's both very naive and kind of innocent and just like a smart guy who's sucked into their world. And he's really suddenly, all of a sudden, oh no, you know exactly how to manipulate these people. Mm-hmm. But both of those things were sort of correct. And then also, ultimately, no. <laughs> like a whole different thing you discover. So I thought they did a great job at amping that up throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And those stylish touches, there was, I don't want to give anything away, So, but there's a, a bathtub scene, there's a gravesite scene, mm-hmm. and there's a dance scene. <laughs> so I don't, that doesn't give anything away nope. while also making it very clear to those who've seen this movie. <laughs> None of those seemed like I had a. I was arguing about this movie with some friends, and there's all oh, shock value stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think they're shocking, but I don't think they're done just for that. No, I think they add to the crazy that the the intensity of that character, mm-hmm. while being most all three of those were stuff he did when no one was around. Right. He's did those on his own, and I feel feel like no, that makes sense when he's alone. He's expressing just these weird desires and raw like, yeah. emotions the um and they filmed it in a really good way where you felt like you were peeping in on him and you shouldn't be right while he was doing these things and again not going to give too much away but um the great for those of you who saw and plan on seeing the graveyard scene i saw um emerald um fennel the writer director producer say talk about what happened in that scene she's like i didn't really give a lot of direction I just said, I think he would unzip. Yeah. And he took it from there. <laughs> wow. So that says a lot about Barry and him getting into that character, too. And I am 
if he is any kind of method actor, I can't even imagine what his friends and family thought he was right. up to as he was preparing and in this role, living in this character. I know, there's also a scene with him and Rosamund Pike towards the end uh, where she's not conscious and he's going to eventually he just lays down with her. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, Rosamund Pike said, I didn't know, there's a lot of improv in that scene, and I didn't know what he was doing, but I was unconscious, but I was really worried he was going to take my pajamas off, (laughs) because (laughs) I thought he was just going to pull the covers and pajamas off me. He didn't, but she was just, she was surprised what was happening in the scene, so much so that she kind of broke character in her mind. She's like, what's happening right now? There's a lot of writers and directors that don't allow for that kind of improvisation or freedom for their actors, so it's kind of cool to know that um, that's kind of her style. Yeah, it was very interesting, and I, I overall, I was, I really, really enjoyed it. I like movies like this. Yeah. And the last scene, uh, I heard also the dance scene yeah. was shot seventeen in seventeen takes. Oh, because of not being able to capture proper angles and things. <laughs> if you know, you know. But can you imagine? Anyone on that set doing it 17 times. Woof. Oh, my gosh. It's impressive. Go see it with caution. If you are easily offended, maybe this will help. Yeah, yeah, maybe this will broaden you. (laughs) Barry Keoghan is going to be the new Joker in the new Robert Pattinson Batman. He appeared at the very end of of Batman with uh, Robert Pattinson. Mm Mm-hmm. And I haven't you, seen that I yet. Think you just see, oh, well, then I'm giving it away for you. That's but, okay. But that's that's on you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you just see like a little like shadowy version of him and like a little bit of his face and his mouth as he's talking. Ooh. And then in the credits, I'm like, oh, that was Barry Keoghan. Uh, and then apparently what happened is he auditioned for the, the Riddler part, which is a bigger part mm-hmm. in there. And I think I saw a ver- the tape that he made to send the director where he's got like a hat on and he's walking down the hallway. And uh, he said, but they said no. Uh-huh. But they said, would you be the Joker? And I'm like, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so that could be really interesting for him. Barry first came on my radar when he was in that um, Colin Farrell yeah, Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah. Yeah, he was so good at that. If he chooses, I feel like he is going to have a long and illustrious career in I acting. Think, I think no doubt. No doubt. He's always such interesting, memorable performances in everything I've seen. Even in The Eternals, the Marvel movie that everyone hated, uh, it, it didn't do well. But he, even his character, I was like, you're acting in a different way than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like you feel like you feel more real and yeah. interesting so yeah i'm a big fan so watch Saltburn with someone that you love don't wa- watch it by yourself but then you're probably gonna <laughs> want to watch it with someone else yeah. if you need a security blanket bring a friend yeah or maybe check out the times and we can all go watch it together at the oriental yeah, theater that'd in be fun. February. it would be a really interesting watch it was nominated for a bunch of Golden Globes and BAFTAs, though. So, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, if you are into movies that have been recognized by those kind of organizations, yeah. this has tons of noms. Yeah, for sure. It's an interesting watch. Speaking of watching, I have yeah, a question for you. I would love to answer it. What have you been watching? Oh, what else have I seen? Um. Oh, there is a new show on Hulu called Death and Other Details. And the only reason I know about it is because I'm a super fan of Mandy Patinkin, mm-hmm. who you will know as Inigo Montoya from... You killed Prin- my father. <laughs> Princess Bride, that's right. And um, 
I really like him as an actor, and he is. And I'm also a fan of the this resurgence in the interest in the whodunits. Yes, like that's mm-hmm. becoming a big trend again with Knives Out mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, Poker Face and right. things like that. Clue, Clue, yeah, that's coming back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this is a very Agatha Christie style whodunit series, and Mandy Patinkin plays the super detective. Mm-hmm. It all takes place on a cruise ship. And he's trying to solve a murder uh, while teaming up with a young woman who, as a child, he was unable to solve a mystery that she was affected by. And so there's bad blood, but they have to team up now uh, on this murder mystery. It's got all the benchmarks of those, like, everyone in a room, one of you did it kind of a vibe. So I really like that stuff. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's what I was going to talk about as that, well. That one? Yep. We, oh. Yeah, we started watching that as well. And um, I am loving everything about it for all the reasons that you oh, mentioned. that's funny. But I do have to say the only thing I'm bumping on in each episode, it takes me out of it for like moments at a time, is the accent that Mandy Patinkin is using in there. Really? Is it supposed to be British? I think it's supposed to be British. I'll be honest with you. I was listening hard to it, mm-hmm. but I was also just giving him the benefit of the doubt because I love him. I'm like, that's probably accurate for some region. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't seem like to me. It doesn't seem like abnormally not British. Yeah. It just seems casually British. Yeah. But I get what you're saying because I did notice it, but it didn't really throw me. That's so funny that you're watching that too. Yeah. I've only seen the first episode. Okay, I won't. I mean, maybe after it's over, we can do an additional podcast about it. Yeah, I think there's only two or three of them out. I think they're putting them out weekly or something like that. Yep, that's kind of the fun thing about watching series um, that are new. You have to have that anticipation of waiting a week instead of just binge watching it. And I think that sometimes that adds to the fun of something is anticipating and waiting. And then you're thinking about that episode for a whole week before the next one comes on. Also, when you binge watch, one of the back, uh, the uh, drawbacks that I've noticed is you see the formula yes. or, or you see mm-hmm. the themes like too quick mm-hmm. when you space them out it doesn't you don't have to it's not you're not super conscious of it mm-hmm. which can be kind of annoying yeah but when you when you see them all at once you're like oh yeah they always have to do this and that guy always has to say this yeah I so I, I don't mind them spacing them out me neither. I'm enjoying it that way. And I just want to tell you one more fun fact. Yes. Um, well, I don't know. It's a fun fact. It's just a fact about me. When we watch movies, I always can tell. So when we watch animated movies, my brain can pick out like who the actors are just by their voices. I know that's not unusual oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. by any means, but I, I think maybe just because I'm more of an audio person, I can do that. So when I hear actors that are speaking with a certain accent, I can tell almost always, oh, oh they're actually, I bet you they're British. I bet these actors are Australian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do that all the time during movies, so that's probably why I'm bumping on Mandy's accent. That's understandable. There are some people who I think technically are doing a fine American accent, mm-hmm. but I can still tell you're British. Right, just there's that one phrase that you say that you're like, oh, yeah. I heard it. Martin Freeman, when he was in the uh, Black Panther movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I know you're English. Yeah. Like, I know it, but I also can hear it. Yeah. A little bit, too. Yeah. No, I get it. It's uh, a gift and a curse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been great. Enjoy the movie and enjoy the TVs if you need to. Mm -hmm. And then we'll see you soon. But we want to thank some people. I would like to thank our producer, Kim Shine, because she's doing a great job and we appreciate all you do. 
We'd also like to thank Newski for our super cool theme song. I mean, if you guys are listening to this podcast and not humming along to two buddies talking about cinema, <laughs> I mean, go buy one of Brett's albums. He's right. helped support this kid. That's right. And thank you to Associated Bank. We really appreciate your support. And it's really our members of both Milwaukee Film and Radio Milwaukee that allow us to have these awesome jobs that give us this time to sit together and talk about cinema together. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week.